breaking down the questions you need answers to. Why are there so many Batman? Batman. Why is there so much incest? You are listening to Jones and Mego on WEEI. You can't, as Bill, allow one player to go 20% on the first day he shows up, which is a day late for a mandatory minicamp. So whether Trent Brown was actually going to partake in practice or was unable to, if he could only do it at 20%, you have to send him away so nobody's looking at it because it's a public disrespect to the entire team when one guy who's paid pretty well and is counted upon is totally not ready. Even the Patriots players aren't excited about this season, it seems like. I mean, hell, Bill Belichick isn't excited about this season. He barely has them practicing. Whether they got their OTAs stripped or he gave them the day off at minicamp yesterday, which I understand. Mego, you saw it coming. You predicted it was going to happen. It's not like Bill hasn't been doing it for the last few years. But it kind of feels like an important year to get out there and get things back on the tracks after last year. And Bill's still going through with the same crap he's been doing the last few years, which I find annoying. So he doesn't sound all that excited about it. Trent Brown, definitely not that excited about it. Not in shape, showing up late, waltzing through the drills when he's out there, ushered off to a backfield because hey Trent, how are you? he's just going through the motions. Yeah. Here he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he sounds fired up. So what is there to be excited about truly with the Patriots this year? And the Trent Brown concern level should be high. Uh, it's Jones and Mega with Arcan here on WEEI. You just heard Tom Curran there. We'll talk to Curran less than 10 minutes from now, as we do each and every week here on WEEI. Mega, what 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 would you get excited about with your, your car analogy there? Your nice family SUV, mm-hmm. dependable, gets you there. Wouldn't say that's overly exciting, but you do think it's Bill O'Brien? I think it's technically a crossover, or is what I drive a crossover. Okay. Because mine's like a step down from that. Okay. I was going to say, uh, this was, I, I, I wasn't going to bring this to air, but since you just said, I mean, the, 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 CR, the CRV is, it's your actual vehicle. You gave the Patriots the no, actual no, no, no. vehicle you drive. I no? have an HRV. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a little I'm bit sorry. smaller. Uh, excuse me. It's I'm a little sorry. sportier. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it's a CRV. It's a, sli- it's a slightly upgraded model. Killington and I just tearing up the town. Okay. <laughs> Got it. So the Patriots are, are your own car. So yes. No, they're slightly above my car. Right. Uh, whatever. Same idea though. Same family of cars. Uh, similar to really what Arcan and I drive as well. Okay. Uh, what what is there to get excited about with what this What is there to be excited about? I am actually, and this is going to sound so nerdy, I am, if, if I'm going to choose one thing out of this team that I'm excited about, I'm excited by their secondary. I do want to see who Christian Gonzalez is. I, I expect to see him week one. I want to see more Jack Jones. Like, I am remain pretty high on Jack Jones. I want to see a little bit of Marcus Jones. All the Joneses out there. Yeah. In the backfield. I'll sign off um, on that. I feel like if you look at an area of the team that they could be elite at, and if you want to see an area of the team that's going to have dynamic players be elite at, it's going to be those corners. Yeah. Like that, that, that's the one area if I'm like, you, you're thinking of plays that are going to be highlight plays, that's what I'm thinking of. Like when, when the preseason rolls around, am I excited to see what Christian Gonzalez looks like? Sure. Am I excited to see Marte Mapu? I'm thinking of the actual season. Okay, but but I'm just saying, like, if you're talking about the games coming up. I want to see Jack Jones again. Like, I really do think Jack Jones has a lot of shades of J.C. Jackson. Yeah. and In terms of what he can do on the field. And again, I like J.C. Jackson, but, like, is that an exciting player-ish? So, like, Marte Mar- Mapu, do I want to see him when he's out there? Maybe. Like, I, there's just an interest level with rookies and new players. Like, Juju Smith-Schuster, whenever he gets in a uniform. Yeah. I guess I, I, I would like to see some of that, but that's just a new player. That's just football season being around. 
Well, but like, Jack's not a new player. No, I'm saying, the, but some of the things that I would be interested so you're in. You're just interested in the new players. Well, I'm saying, but that's but that's not that's not a reason to get excited. That's just new players on a team and looking forward to football season. That's not anything special. That's not a reason to be excited can about I be this excited team. Excited about the secondary? Yes, no, okay. you can. I'm just I'm just saying uh, uh, some things that I would be interested in that you just were talking don't about. Don't yuck my yum. I don't think it's all that interesting. You know, I just think it's it's just it's. You're again, not interested in lockdown corners, star corners. I would be if they had it. Thank you. I was just going to say the exact same thing. If they had one, I would be interested in it. If one emerges, was JC Jackson a lockdown corner? No, that was the biggest debate. But he was a star corner. He was exciting. He was. He was. Interesting. At he least. was exciting. He's uh, more interesting than what they have. He so, was one of the only exciting parts. So of those if it teams. all works out for Jack Jones, he's J.C. Jackson, K, okay, and they let him walk in a couple of years. Great. Like that's not all that exciting to me. Their defense also isn't that exciting because I keep hearing about how it's so great and it's so elite. And Curran, I I forget if he said this on TV or if he said it on the Patriots Talk podcast, but like their numbers look good in one way, traditional metrics. But then you look at their situational football. They're crappy on third down. They're crappy in the red zone. They're crappy on. Uh, Is this last year's team? Yes. Or, okay. Yeah. I was like, and that was even against. We're taking these stats. That was and even against OTAs and. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Wow. That was, no, that was this is advanced. That was stuff. last year's stats, but it's like it's mostly the same team. It's like, and they were all horrible quarterbacks who they beat last year. So it's like, oh, good. They weren't even situationally good against bad quarterbacks. Then you have this Trent Brown disaster. Dante Scarnecchia was on this morning on the Greg Hill show. And talked about how you motivate. Wait, 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 wait. If Trent Brown was, well, first of all, Arkan didn't give his answer. And if Trent Brown was going to be coming in here enthusiastic, you would be excited about the offensive line. No. Nobody's excited by no. the offensive line. I'm telling you, Trent Brown isn't even all that excited to be here is what it sounds like. Even the players aren't that Arkan excited. Can give an No, answer? I want to hear Dante Scarnecchia. Let me hear Dante Scarnecchia from the Greg Hill Show. Go ahead. The biggest thing for him was getting him to conform to the culture and the room and the standards that the players in the room had set for themselves over a long period of time. Once he realized that he was either fall in line or fall on his sword, it was going to be either one of the two, you know, and I think he was, he, he found the alternative of, of uh, falling in line with everyone else and I think that the guys in the room had a lot to do with it too, you know, as from a standpoint of when he wasn't he wasn't all in and you could tell, I mean, there were days he would come out to practice and say, Oh man, he's not all in today. You got two choices as a coach. You let him know about it, you know, and you say, This is you ain't practicing this way today. Then the players take over and say, Hey, look at this is how it is and, and there were times honestly where periodically you had to remind him. But once he did, he was fine. If he's the player that he can be, then you don't have to worry so much about that side of the line of scrimmage. Okay. So can they get that out of him? Is he even excited to show up to work when the team's not very exciting? And those are pretty strong words there from Dante Scardecchia about motivating him or not. You can listen to the full interview from the Greg Hill Show this morning on the Odyssey app. Uh, now, Arkin, what what is there to be excited about with this team? Not much. I'd say Stevenson, maybe. He's a breakout candidate for me. I mean, we talked about that before. I don't think that's super original to even say. But outside of him, I mean, there's not much that I'm looking at outside of the offense being run by somebody else, I mean, I hate to say it, but that's one of the things, one of the only things that I really look at and think, all right, if they can get back to where they were or even, you know, the, God forbid, let's get let's get ambitious here, be better than Mac Jones was his rookie year, then you might actually have something this season. That's the only thing that even kind of excites me about this team. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, not having Joe Judge and Matt Patricia over there, I, I, it's a really low bar. Just being like, wow, they have an offensive coordinator. Again, that's like getting excited for Sam Cassell or getting excited for Charles Lee. It can be a good move. 
Like, it is a good move to get rid of those two and bring in an actual offensive coordinator. Is it exciting? No. Is there anything on the team that you're excited about? No, not really. The DeAndre Hopkins stuff seems to be picking up a little bit of steam, though. Ooh. It does. And that and again, I called this like a like a, a a fulcrum for Patriots fans where it's like, oh, this might tip the scales to actually get excited. They didn't do anything in free agency. So it's like you're kind of sitting there waiting for them to make an obvious move. And this to me is an obvious move that they should have made early on in free agency. But OK, you didn't want to give up picks for him. You thought he could get released. Now he's released. Go get him. Mark Daniels in the last uh, 15 minutes or so. Uh, at Mass Live, he says, so far, so good between the Patriots and DeAndre Hopkins. According to a league source, the visit between the two parties has been positive on both sides. The Pro Bowl receiver arrived in New England on Wednesday and was still sur- uh, visiting with the Patriots as of Thursday. After visiting with Tennessee, Hopkins' arrival in Foxborough marked his second visit since being released by Arizona. It's possible this could be his last. So the headline there, I'd say, is a little misleading. <laughs> the headline says, uh, source, Patriots visit with Hopkins has been positive for both. I'm sorry, the tweet was misleading. Uh, what was the tweet? I just saw that. I thought I saw one sorry. that said uh, it's possible that it could be his last. Oh, no, I'm looking at a quote tweet here, actually, uh, uh, breaking out that line. I thought that was the headline, so my mistake. Like, I don't think it's going to be his last. But if the Patriots bring him in, I think that's a real reason to get excited. Hopkins just posted a picture of himself with Matthew Judon in the Patriots locker room on his Instagram page. Ooh. Yeah. Well, Judon might tweet that out in a little bit, but he doesn't run his own social media. So maybe he'll, uh, he'll, have, he'll have that vetted uh, and he'll get that out there. Uh, in the meantime, we're joined on the Harbor One Hotline by Tommy Curran. He's brought to you by Dr. Matthew Lepresti at Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, the hair doctor of Tommy Curran at 1-800-GET-HAIR. By Awaken 180 Weight Loss, become your own success story by dropping the weight holding you back. It starts with just one call to Awaken 180 and by Unified Office, where they help businesses maximize every incoming call, unifiedoffice.com. Tommy Curran, how are we doing this week? Tremendous. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm a little uh, intrigued by some of this DeAndre Hopkins news. It seems that uh, things could be trending in the right direction. He's been here for a day plus. What are you hearing on the Hopkins front? Boy, that really sounds like a development, too, honestly, to interject with what you just mentioned, because why would DeAndre Hopkins post something like that on social media and say, hey, he's not going to say, hey, I'm stringing teams along out here. So I I think that's a positive development. And, you know, what I hear is the team is, you know, I think people in the building are still wary to an extent of the culture fit. I mean, how much does he want to practice? What kind of hoops are the Patriots themselves going to have to jump through to accommodate the way he likes to approach the game? But to me, if you watched OTAs this week or the minicamp, you could blatantly see that the optimism that I had about the on-paper potential is pretty much dashed by watching what they put on the field. What did you see on the field that dashed that optimism, Tom? No disrespect, but Raleigh Webb, Ed Lee. I mean, they were down into when their second group got out there. It was Kendrick Bourne, Devontae Parker. There was no Tyquan Thornton, no Juju Smith-Schuster. So you were into guys who have either not contributed in the NFL or basically off the street, as Ed Lee from Rhode Island was. So to me, you're looking at that group, and you're like, okay, well, the defense looks great, but what kind of a look is the offense giving them right now? And what kind of an opportunity does Mac Jones have right now to get good reps they they just didn't have enough receivers even Keyshawn Booty was down this week as well so you know Malik Cunningham was getting meaningful reps he's just converting from quarterback to wide receiver so I wasn't a huge DeAndre Hopkins guy previously 
and now reality is kind of setting in. Yeah. And urgency is setting in. Yeah. And you got to win 10 or 11 games, Bill and Mac and everybody. You got to. So, Tom, do you have a sense of what the Patriots are trying to figure out with DeAndre Hopkins on this two-day visit? Uh, Fourier, I heard say, this isn't a recruiting trip. This is not them pitching DeAndre Hopkins, and they're not going to work him out to figure out any health questions, answers to health questions they might have. So what are they doing here? My guess is it's a fit visit. It was interesting when Mike Vrabel said, look, we're not interested in anybody who's not interested in us. So I think the Patriots, the Patriots could probably afford to be a little bit more strenuous in showing their appreciation and desire. But I think that, you know, the Patriots are, are going to say, here's how we're going to do things. Here's the offense. Here's the role that we see you fitting in with us. Do you want to do this? Here's the money we're going to give you. So I, I just don't think it'll be a hard sell in, in which they're saying you're our missing piece. Um, but I do think, and we'll do anything to bring in, but I do think that they'll say, look, you're a piece that's going to make everybody better here. Um, Tom, if Juju Smith-Schuster miraculously heals, do you think that that will cool the Patriots' potential interest on Hopkins? Do you think there's a correlation there between Schuster suddenly not being available for OTAs and this big two-day visit here from Hopkins? Oh, I really don't. I, th- I think Smith-Schuster is a slot. He's a huge man at this point, which more like an H-back than a wide receiver to me. So there is very little overlap. I think it's more the Patriots are looking at, okay, we have a bunch of question marks. We had one of the lowest separation rates in the league. Our most productive wide receiver went elsewhere, and he didn't separate either. So what can we do to get better now? And I think the Patriots ask themselves that every year at the end of this period of time, once the, the off season, to an extent, the player acquisition period starts to end, they say, okay, who is still out there that can help make our team better? And DeAndre Hopkins sticks out like a sore thumb. So I think Hopkins is the kind of move that would get fans excited and to buy in because basically nothing happened in free agency. Like, really, for two years in a row, nothing happened in free agency. I know you like the Bill O'Brien edition, Tom, and and maybe fans can clamor around that. But this is the kind of move that could get them on board. I've been asking all day, and we've been kicking this around, like, what what is there to be optimistic about and look forward to with this Patriots team? Because it is a lot of... Ah, it's seven and a half wins in Vegas, and the weapons aren't all that great, and it's Ed Lee and Raleigh Webb on the uh, the the minicam field. Like, what is there to be excited about from a Patriots fan perspective? And, you know, that buzz with Hopkins, I think, would help satiate Kraft if he's trying to get fans gassed up and excited for stuff like that. Yeah, I think you've heard Robert Kraft say a number of times now, we had a good draft, we think we're a good team, we should be much improved, Bill O'Brien's back but we have a very hard division. There's always a caveat attached to it that he's almost tempering his own expectations. But I agree with you. I mean, we've talked innumerable times, and I've talked about, look, they have pass catchers. They have guys on offense who can produce. But I think light is dawning on my own marble head that I'm probably putting too many chips on the potential of Taekwon Thornton based on last year's camp. He's 6'1", 111 pounds. Eugene Smith-Schuster is hurt. Devontae Parker has not been productive for three or four years now in the NFL. So I think that DeAndre Hopkins, for instance, I tend to be optimistic in the offseason. My optimism was drained away a little bit. I do think Mac Jones is going to have a very good year. The offense is going to be better. 
but you can't be going off the field constantly on third and four and having it look like third and 14 because nobody can get open. You have nobody to, to really throw to. So there's no question that the enthusiasm would rise in a way that might not even be commensurate with the difference he can make. Because if Trent Brown comes spilling in at 411 pounds, that's an issue. Yeah, Tom, you and Phil Perry talked at length about Trent Brown and the little bit that you saw from him in that second day of minicamp. I'm just going to ask you straight out, what is the likelihood that Trent Brown is on this team when the season starts the way that things are going with him? I would say 80% because they desperately need him. But there does come a tipping point, Mego, where, okay, we need Trent Brown that we signed and count on. We don't need a Trent Brown who is not in shape, unable to finish practices, or a drain on our new offensive coordinator, new offensive line coach, and developing quarterback. The hard part of it is you're in pretty deep because you don't have any depth on the offensive line, particularly at the tackle spot. And it's funny because, you know, we've had this conversation before about Patriots culture and Belichick bending to the will of players more readily. I do remember in 2001 the hoops that Bill Belichick jumped through to try and make sure that Terry Glenn was a part of the team were inordinate. Eventually it didn't happen, but Bill will jump through hoops if it is the difference between winning, losing, job security, and a much more tenuous situation if you go 7-10. and 10. Tommy, uh, how surprised do you think the team was by the Lawrence Guy holdout, and how do you uh, envision that thing resolving itself? I don't know. I honestly, I swear to God, Christian, I haven't reflected on it very much. Um, you know, Bill was kind of blasé about it. Um, a few years ago when Lawrence Guy hit free agency, the Patriots made him an offer. He said, you know what, I'm going to go see what's out there. Didn't find anything out there. By the time he came back, the offer that he had been afforded had been cut. So he hasn't been too psyched about his rate of pay for a couple of years. So why it hit a tipping point now, I don't know, but apparently it did. Can the Patriots live without him? I like him. I think he's been a, a good contributor, but I, I do think that they could live without him, unfortunately, for Lawrence Guy. So I think it's more of a, you know, a mosquito situation as opposed to a bee. Can I, uh, I, I want to squeeze in one more question here, Tom, because I, I heard you guys on the Patriots Talk podcast, and this caught me as very funny, and it was just kind of an aside that you and Phil had quickly, but what, what was Joe Judge experimenting with the other day at minicamp? <laughs> so they're punting, and they had the short man, who was the other punter, the rookie punter, ahead of uh, the veteran punter, whose name right now is escaping me, unfortunately, he's been pretty good. Um, but they have two. They have two punters they, lined up behind the formation, effectively. And the short punter was grabbing them and and basically doing quick kicks. It was just what? Is, what is the purpose of that? It's like, <laughs> what, I don't get it. And you know, with all of these guys who have tasted the riches of being a head coach, if there's any way that you can innovate, any way you can. Joe Judge has revolutionized the punt game in New England. You <laughs> well, now, know who's going to kick it. Well, now we know so, what all those meetings were about, and now we know uh, Bill. Bill probably said, "Hey, well, we've worked on the the short punts. Maybe maybe we'll just scrap the last day of minicamp. Now that we've covered this new ground, maybe we're done." Dust off the mortar kick, baby.
<laughs> All right, he is Tom E. Curran of NBC Sports Boston. Check out the Patriots Talk podcast. Check him out on NBC Sports Boston. And check him out next week when he joins us again. Tom, thanks so much. Thank you, guys. See ya. All right, Tommy Curran, as all our guests, joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. Yeah, the, the short – two punters on the field. That's how Joe Judge is going to revolutionize football, two punters on the field. Right, they didn't have a problem last year with kicks getting blocked. <laughs> no. Now we're going to kick them six <laughs> yards off the line of scrimmage. Good idea, Joe. Okay, but I don't mean to get – workshop this. I don't mean to get hung up on that because he was interesting on Lawrence Guy. Uh, doesn't really think there's much there with Lawrence Guy. Patriots will move on from the drop of a hat. Interesting on Trent Brown. Thinks he's probably going to stay – and very interesting reading in on DeAndre Hopkins putting out La Familia with uh, Matt Judon on his own social media. So are things moving along with DeAndre Hopkins? We're on Hopkins Watch, and we have Meg explaining with Megan Adelini next. From the Rubenstein Law Studios, 1-800-BOS-LEGAL. This is WEEI, New England's sports original.